0: Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, October 12th, and the time is 7.01 Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief period of time in comparison to eternity, when we come together to pray, intercede, Come before the throne of grace in prayer on behalf of those of us who have unsaved or prodigal or backslidden sons and daughters, many of whom have wandered away from the faith for one reason or another, or maybe you are the parent or a guardian of a unsaved son or daughter who has never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And you are burdened, like many of us are, for their salvation. You want them to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. You fear, and you are anxious in your hearts, that they will end up in a Christless eternity. The Word of God says that It is appointed once for men to die, and after this to judgment. And many of us assume that our sons and daughters are going to live long lives and grow old. But we know we read in the newspapers, we read in the news. We see it broadcast how many young people today in the prime of their lives and in the best of health, are dying in a variety of ways, through illness, maybe through an accident. It isn't unusual to hear in the news of a young athlete in excellent health, assumingly, who collapsed on the field while playing a sport of a heart attack. Death can come at any time. We pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. Again, it is appointed once for men to die. And after this, the judgment. Or, as I've said many times, and I will say it again, it bears repeating, I do not believe that we are living in the last days. I believe we are living in the last moments, the last seconds of history. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church, an event described in the book of Thessalonians, which mentions that Christ will return to earth and snatch up and take away. All born-again believers, those of us who have surrendered our lives to Christ, the Word of God says that the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who have died in the faith will be resurrected and caught up together in the clouds, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up also in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. The Word of God says that Jesus will return and snatch up all believers and take us all to heaven. And following this event, there'll be a period of time here on earth known as the Great Tribulation, a seven-year period of time that's described in the Word of God, when God will pour out His judgment on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's going to be a terrible time of multiple judgments poured out on this world. A world leader will arise, the Antichrist. He will exalt himself above all and demand that people receive his mark of allegiance either on their forehead or their right hand. And to receive the mark of the beast as the word of God calls him, is to be damned for all eternity. All these events sound incredible, unbelievable, but they are true. And they are actually going to happen. The rapture is not a fairy tale. It is not fake. It is not fable. It is actually going to happen. It could happen tonight. And we want our unsaved sons and daughters saved. We want them to be raptured. One can only imagine what it will be like. When we are all snatched up and your unsaved son and daughter is left behind seeking their Christian family members, you know, many, many, many unsaved sons and daughters are familiar with the concept of the rapture. They know the gospel. They've perhaps seen the Tim LeHay movies, the Left Behind series. They've maybe heard about it through other ways. Many of our unsaved and backslidden son and daughters are familiar with the rapture for some reason or another, maybe through preoccupation of other things. Maybe they think they have all the time in the world to get right with the Lord, and so they put things of eternity in the background. Maybe perhaps they believe that it's not going to happen imminently. They They think that there's plenty of time It's not going to happen anytime soon. But later on, we're going to read some scriptures which reveal that this event is going to happen suddenly. And again, I believe we are in the throes of the very last moments of history. It's my personal belief, my personal belief, that this generation, those of us who are alive right now, Will live to see the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. I personally believe that this generation will live to see the rapture. That's just my personal belief. But it doesn't take very much to see the events unfolding in Ukraine, in Europe, in the Middle East, to see that things are drawing to a climax. I believe we are imminently close to the rapture. Never before has in, there been a more important time to pray for your prodigal sons and daughters, to intercede for them, to witness to them, to be salt and light before them, to pray, to fast for their deliverance and salvation to whatever it is they're in bondage to. To be a city, to be a light on a city, on a hill, so that they can see your light shining, to be a testimony before them, yes, and even to witness to them, their reaction may be one of hostility or resistance. But if you were walking by a neighbor's house and you saw that the house was on fire and it was the middle of the night, you would bang on that neighbor's door fervently insistently banging on the door you wouldn't stop and think about whether or not they're going to get mad at you for waking them up their lives are in danger and you'll bang on their door till they answer and you'll warn them that their house is on fire waking them up from their sleep or disturbing them will be the last thing on your mind warning them of the impending danger will be first and foremost, and that is what should be first and foremost in our minds as born-again believers having unsaved sons and daughters. You know, some of us have unsaved sons and daughters. They've never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They may know the gospel. They may have heard it. But again, like I've said, they may think they have plenty of time, all the time in the world. They put it off. Maybe perhaps we have unsaved or you know, sons and daughters who believe that they're Christians. They've never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They may read their Bibles and come to church occasionally, or regularly for that matter. You can be a prodigal in church, coming to church regularly, singing the hymns, clapping their hands, praying, opening up their Bibles, reciting Scripture. But they have never confessed their sins, admitted their need for a savior, and fully and completely and absolutely surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, I said it last week. I'm familiar with the phrase that some people use. Inviting Christ into their lives. I've never liked that phrase, and I will tell you why. That phrase, inviting Christ into your life, I believe inaccurately portrays what we need to do, what our prodigals need to do. And here's the reason I can invite you into my home, but you're still a guest. The home is still mine, and I am still the authority in that home. You are just a guest. I still hold the deed to that home. I can invite you into my car, but the title of the car is still in my name. You are just a passenger. The car still belongs to me, and I'm still the driver. The title is in my name. No. Christ does not want to be a guest in your life, He does not want to be a passenger in your life. Our Lord Jesus Christ wants to be the Lord of your life, He wants the title to your home and once you sign over the title of your life to him he is the authority he's in charge christ doesn't want to be a passenger in your life he wants you to sign the title of your life over to him so that he can own your life and he will be the driver absolute complete uncompromising and total surrender. Not having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We need to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. Even if they come to church, we need to pray that they accept Christ as their Lord and savior, taking themselves off the throne and putting Christ on the throne of their lives. We need to pray that they don't have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Anyone can read the Bible. Anyone can pray. But are they saved? Are they washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have they surrendered their lives to Christ, confessing their sins, admitting their need for a Savior? Are they born again? Some of us have prodigals who are backslidden. Maybe they were involved in church. Maybe they, at one point in time, were serving the Lord and have been lured away. Maybe friends have ridiculed them. Out of embarrassment, They have stopped coming to church or they no longer are interested in the things of god the things of eternity maybe they've backslidden and they've been told don't be a fanatic don't overdo it go to church occasionally but there's no reason to be fully committed you'll lose out on having fun and some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who have turned away from the faith Maybe perhaps they have seen hypocrisy in the church or have had a bad experience and they've become bitter, focusing on Christians, but not focusing on Christ. People will fail you. We need to pray that our prodigals return to Christ, not to the church, not to Christians, but that they return and commit their lives to Jesus Christ all these are lies from the enemy the enemy uses hypocrisy can use anything to keep your prodigals and mine away from the things of god under the false belief that there's plenty of time or there's hypocrisy in the church or that there's no reason to be fanatical read your bible on occasion go to church sometimes that should be enough no We need to pray that prodigal sons and daughters completely and absolutely are convicted of their sinful need of a savior and that they surrender their lives completely to Jesus Christ. And then their names will be written in the book of life. Their eternities will be secure. And if they go into eternity, they'll be with Christ have glorified bodies, and go to heaven. And if they live and the rapture takes place, they will be raptured. Their names again will be written in the book of life and they will be snatched up in the air. We need to pray and fast for the deliverance to whatever our prodigal sons and daughters are in bondage to. Some are in bondage to drugs and alcohol. Some are in bondage to sex or different lifestyles. Some are in bondage to bitterness or anger, maybe mental health or emotional issues. Some are in bondage to apathy. They have no desire to go to church or read the Bible. Whatever it is your prodigal son and daughter is in bondage to, you need to pray and fast that they are delivered and that God, in his mercy, in his own way in time, Bring them to the foot of the cross. You know, we read in the Bible that when Matthew was called, he rose up from his tax collector's booth and immediately followed Christ. The fishermen were called, and the Word of God says they left their nets immediately and followed the Lord. Were it only that easy, if only our prodigals were just immediately get up and follow the Lord. But sometimes, God needs to do what is necessary to break the stubborn will and soften the hardened heart of our prodigals. Paul had to be knocked down and blinded. His heart was hardened. He was hostile to the gospel and the things of God and to Christians. And the Lord dealt with him in his own way, did what was necessary. It's a scary thing to ask God, Lord, do what is necessary. To deliver and save my prodigal and unsaved or backslidden son and daughter but god knows what's best he has the perfect method and the perfect time to bring it to pass their souls are at stake that's the most important thing their souls and that's what this podcast is all about prayer supplication petition intercession for those of us who have unsaved sons and daughters, praying for their deliverance and salvation, which we will be doing later on in this podcast, and I pray you stay tuned and touch and agree with me. This is a live podcast. and We welcome your input and participation in it. Following our devotional, if you choose to share an insight, maybe perhaps you want to share a scripture. Share an insight. Share a testimony in what the Lord is doing in your life or in the life of your unsaved son and daughter. Or maybe perhaps you have a prayer request you want, to, uh, you want us to bring before the Lord at the appointed time during this podcast. There is still time. You can type it in, or you can call it in. There is a phone icon in the Podbean map if you're tuning in. And following our devotional period, At the halfway mark of this podcast we invite you to call in something you have to say will strengthen edify encourage and comfort another listener now while this podcast is live due to time differences in different states and perhaps different countries there will be many who will be downloading it they'll be listening to this podcast if not live through the download the lord can move as powerfully in a downloaded podcast as he can live. There are no constraints or restraints for the Holy Spirit. We want to welcome listeners in a variety of localities. We want to welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado and Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut and Idaho, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West and West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington state, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina and Arizona, the state of Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas and Mississippi. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia who tune in, France, Uganda and Brazil. Welcome listeners in the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, and most recently, Germany. We welcome all of you. If you're a first-time listener, we welcome you. If you're a regular listener, we welcome you back. Again, this is the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Before we proceed any any further, touch and agree with me. In a word of prayer for this podcast Father I thank you for every listener Who is listening live Not just listening live But those who will be listening Through a download at a later time No matter where they are Within this country in a different state Or overseas and No matter where they are No matter what locality I pray that this podcast Be a blessing, a comfort a source of strength for anyone who's tuning in, whether live or through a download. There are no restraints for the Holy Spirit, all powerful. Lord, speak through me, and speak through anyone who who decides to call in. Let this be a time of ironing, sharpening iron, and mutual edification. Be in the midst, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. It's with a heavy heart also that we come on the air tonight. It is no secret as to what is happening in the Middle East, as horrible terrorist attacks have taken place against the nation of Israel. And now there are innocents on all sides suffering due to the unspeakable and horrible acts Of, yes, these demon-possessed, I believe, individuals who are influenced by evil. We need to pray. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to pray for all the innocent individuals who are caught in the middle of this horrible, horrible conflict. The nation of Israel has been attacked by evil. Evil, that's the only way to describe it. A tremendous evil. Demon-possessed individuals, I believe. Influenced by demonic spirits carrying out the worst kind of atrocities. And without going any further, I want to just say a word of prayer, please touch and agree with me right now, to pray for the nation of Israel and to pray for all those innocent people who are caught in the middle of this situation that has been initiated by demonic spirits inhabiting these terrorists, the evil incarnate that is being manifested. Touch and agree with me right now, please. Father, it's difficult to find words. This is not going to be an eloquent prayer with fancy words, Lord God. Our hearts are burdened as we see the news about what's happening in the Middle East. And we pray, Lord God, for your people, the nation of Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray. We pray for protection. First, we pray for wisdom for the leaders there that you guide them and give them the necessary wisdom regarding the best courses of action to take to combat this evil. We pray for the nation of Israel, Lord God, that you bless your people, that you manifest yourself in a mighty, mighty and powerful way. We pray a hedge of protection over your people, Lord God guide protect lead encourage heavenly father we pray against the evil we rebuke the evil that is an action over there these horrible evil spirits that are inhabiting these evil men influenced by demonic spirits there's no way to phrase it other than that lord god we rebuke these spirits We plead the blood of Jesus against them. We pray a hedge of protection around the nation of Israel. And we also pray for all those who are suffering, who are caught in the middle. We pray that that you protect them, Lord God, that you bring this conflict to a swift end. Give victory to the righteous. We commit this prayer into your hands, Lord God. We thank you. Again, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we pray for God's people. We pray for the nation of Israel. We pray that this conflict comes to an end and that the evil is punished, eradicated, dealt with swiftly. We commit this matter into your hands, Lord God. We touch and agree with many believers who are praying the same prayer. Give all the leaders wisdom as to what the best courses of action should be taken. And again, we rebuke, we plead the blood of Christ over the nation of Israel and over all the innocents who are suffering because of this evil that is taking place there. We commit this matter into your hands, Lord God. and We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of tonight's devotional is simply entitled, Walking with God. Walking with God. And I can't think of a more appropriate topic in devotional than this. If there was ever a time when there should not be mediocrity and laxity in our walk with God it's now. We should always be diligent in our walk with God. But I said in the beginning of this podcast, I believe that history is drawing to a close and the rapture being the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is imminent. We need to pray and fast for our unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters. And we need to make sure that our lamps are filled with oil and that we are ready and that our walk with God is what it should be. Our text tonight is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 5, verse 24. Genesis, chapter 5, verse 24. It is a very, very short text that I'm going to read. A portion of a text, actually. I'll give you a moment to find that in your Bibles. Genesis, chapter 5, verse 24. I've been asked many times who my favorite Bible character is, you know, and... I guess jokingly, many times people immediately say Jesus is their favorite character. And of course, he's my Lord and Savior. But aside from Christ, my favorite biblical character character is Enoch. There's a lot there in that text. Very little is said in the Bible about Enoch. But what is said about him is extremely, extremely powerful. The name Enoch in Hebrew means dedicated, disciplined, and vowed dedicated meaning he lived a life of commitment he was totally committed to serving god he lived a life of discipline singleness of mind and this could only have happened through the power of the holy spirit and the name Enoch also means vowed he vowed he was vowed to the lord by his parents and Enoch himself vowed that he would be dedicated and disciplined and follow the Lord. His obedience, his dedication, his discipline, his commitment to God was so strong that he was taken up to heaven without dying. Wow. His name, Enoch, serves as a symbol with regards to the kind of relationship you and I should have and seek with God. If there was ever a time for us to make sure our lamps are filled with oil and that our walk with God is what it should be, it's now. Not just for the sake of our own souls, but for the sake of our prodigals. They need to see us walking with God, not playing games and not compromising. Let's read our scripture text together. Genesis chapter five, verse 24. And Enoch walked with God. And Enoch walked with God. You know, at one point or another, many, if not most of us, have said we longed for a closer walk with God. And while spending more time reading God's word or longer time in prayer is often described as meaning and signifying that we're walking closer with God. What does the Bible mean when it describes walking with God? Well, join me as we take a closer look into this very important topic, especially in these very, very last days, if not last seconds. The Hebrew word for walk in the above text is halak, halak. And while halak can simply mean to physically walk, or signify the manner in which we conduct our lives or behave or our manner of living, the message communicated in our text is so much deeper than that. The word halakh also means to take a journey with a destination. It conveys the idea of keeping company and companionship with someone, especially on this journey. If we break down the word halakh even more, we can see that it's made up of three Hebrew letters, translated he, lamad, and kaf. Again, those three Hebrew letters that make up the word halak to walk, are the Hebrew letters he, lamad, and kaf. First, the Hebrew letter he is the picture of a man with his arms outstretched and looking towards heaven in apparent worship. I've often said that Hebrew and Greek are picture languages, and many of the words and letters associated are connected with pictures that provide a better picture of what's meant. So again, the first letter in the word walk, halak, is the Hebrew letter chey. Again, it is the picture of a man with his arms outstretched and looking towards heaven in worship the next letter in the hebrew word halach walk is the letter lamad lamad which is the picture of a shepherd's staff and this picture conveys authority guidance and protection the last letter in the hebrew word halach is the letter kaf kaf which is a picture of the palm of the hand turned outward signifying uncompromising and complete service Used metaphorically, the word halakh can also mean to go along with, implying agreement and being of one mind. Enoch's relationship with God was clearly one of total focus on and worship of the Lord, he obedience to his authority, submission to his guidance, and reliance on his protection, lamad, and finally, dedication and commitment to serving God and God alone, uncompromisingly. Kahaf. In fact, Hebrews chapter eleven verse five states that it was the extent of Enoch's halakh that God was pleased with—complete, total, and uncompromising consecration and obedience. This is the type of halakh that pleases God, and what our unsafe prodigals need to see in us. Can you imagine? Enoch's halach being so pleasing to God, he was actually taken to heaven. Wow. This is truly, truly a blessing. To be able to follow the Lord to that extent, it can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our flesh doesn't want to obey the Lord. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we need to pray for the Holy Spirit's power to halach. Complete dedication, complete service, complete worship. Our lives need to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That's the kind of life that Enoch lived. That's the kind of life we need to live. That's the kind of life our prodigals need to see in us. And when we do that, we can be salt and light. Before them, touch and agree with me in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this very short devotional, Lord God. But with the content being so important, we all want a close halach with you, Lord God. Total commitment, total service, total consecration, uncompromising, unwavering. you having first place in our lives, not second place, not even a close second, but first place with no one even close by, if at all even there. Again, our lives need to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you, Lord God, which is our reasonable service. Let this be true in our lives, and let our prodigals see our halach, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. We've come to the halfway mark, swiftly, of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And right now we're going to break into a musical interlude. Two very godly and edifying musical pieces. I pray that you enjoy them, but listen to the words and be edified and strengthened by them. The title of the second one is When the Time Comes But before that The title of the first one Appropriately Is El Shaddai Be blessed by this musical interlude And at the conclusion of these two blessed numbers We will return with the second half Of the Parents of Prodigals podcast Please stay tuned
1: El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Elyonah Adonai Age to age you're still the same By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Elyonah Adonai I will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai ¡Gracias! your love to overflow.
0: Matthew chapter 24, verse six. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Luke chapter 21 verse 36, Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen so that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Mark chapter 13, verse 32. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires they will say where is this coming he promised ever since our ancestors died everything goes on as it was since the beginning of creation acts chapter 17 verses 30 through 31 in the past god overlooked such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 39. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the lord our god will call and last but not least 1st corinthians chapter 15 verses 52 through 54 in a flash in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will all be changed for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality and when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory And actually, I'm going to read one more. Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 through 44. This will sum up everything that we're saying this evening. Before we start into our prayer. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42 through 44. Listen to this very carefully. If you're the parent of a prodigal, listen to this text. If you are a prodigal and you're tuned in, Listen to the word of God. Therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is a live podcast, like I've said before, and there is still time to get your prayer request in. Right now, we're going to go before the throne of grace. If you want us to pray for your prodigal, you can type in, key in your request, and we will see it on our screen and bring it before the Lord for the deliverance and salvation of your unsaved and prodigal son and daughter. If you want it to remain anonymous, if you have an unspoken request, we will respect your privacy and confidentiality. We will bring it before the Lord. God knows the details. We will touch and agree with you. But for now, let's go before the throne of grace. Our first request is for two young men. We pray for them weekly. Many of these young people we're praying for, we pray weekly. Both of them are the name of Joshua. And both these young men are facing addiction issues. We need to touch and agree for both these young men. Joshua was a warrior, and we're going to pray that God deliver both these young men. From the stronghold of addiction and make both these young men warriors we want their names to be written in the book of life touch and agree with me for both joshua's father we thank you for these two young men lord god and both these young men have parents who are praying for them and interceding for them lord god are worried about them we pray that you grant peace to the parents of both these young men and you drop the assurance in the parents heart That you are watching and you are working don't let the enemy steal the peace that passes all understanding that is rightfully theirs in christ but again drop the assurance in their hearts you know where their prodigals are you know what they're doing they're in they're in your hands lord god and we pray for both these young men named joshua heavenly father the stronghold of addiction has them in bondage it is an evil spirit that we rebuke in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Christ over both these young men named Joshua. We pray that you deliver them. Do what needs to be done in both their lives, Lord God. Break the stubborn hold, break the stubborn will, soften the hardened heart, open the closed eyes so that they'll see the truth of their need of a Savior. The ravages of addiction, destroying their bodies physically and having their minds in bondage that they need to use drugs to deal with life lord heal the mind speak to the mind heal the body bring deliverance to both these young men and bring salvation to both of them break them if necessary in the way you see best their souls are at stake their eternity is at stake Death can come at any time, and the rapture is upon us. We commit both Joshua's into your hands, Lord God. Deliver and save. We thank you and we praise you. We know you're working even now, Lord God. The answer is coming. It's already here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies. One by the name of Gabby. Another one named Angela another one named Valentina. All three of these young ladies are in bondage to a variety of issues. Some of those issues include depression, low self-esteem, maybe hostility to the gospel. Their hearts are hardened and their eyes are closed to the truth of eternity. We need to pray for all three of these young ladies. Their parents, their loved ones are worried about them. Touch and agree with me for Gabby, Angela, and valentina father as i said in the last prayer there are many of us who are parents of unsaved sons and daughters and prodigals some of whom have never accepted you lord jesus and some who have wandered from the faith and we lift up gabby alan and valentina Lord. these three young ladies we pray for their family members their parents their relatives who are praying for them give them peace as well lord drop the assurance in their hearts that Everything's going to be okay. All three of them are in your hands. You're working. You're working. You will deliver. You will save speedily. You have the appointed time, the appointed method. You know what it'll take to bring these three ladies to the foot of the cross. Do what needs to be done in each of their lives individually. You see the issues of depression and low self-esteem, Lord God. Hostility towards the gospel. We rebuke the forces of darkness. Power of the enemy which is blinding, as we read earlier, blinding the minds of the unsaved. The enemy has blinded Gabby, Angelina, and Valentina to believe that they may not need you, Lord God, or there's plenty of time. They're too busy having a good time. They have no interest in the things of eternity. Well, Lord, make the things of eternity a reality to them. It's a scary thing to pray, have your way, Lord, have your way. Do what needs to be done. But again, Lord God, we've prayed before, their eternity is at stake. Nothing is more important than their souls. And so we lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentine that you do what needs to be done so that they surrender their lives fully to you, Lord God, and accept you, Lord Jesus, as their Savior. Deciding to take themselves off the throne and just committing their lives to you, Lord God, not inviting you into their lives but submitting and surrendering their lives to you, Lord God. As I've said before, Lord, you don't want to be a passenger, you don't want to be a guest. You want to be in the driver's seat, you want to be the owner. So do what needs to be done so that Gabby and Angela and Valentina surrender their lives to you. It's as simple as that, Lord God. We commit all three of these young ladies into your hands, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The answer is coming. It's already being done right now. In Jesus' name, drop the assurance, drop the peace that passes all understanding into the hearts and minds of the family members of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Give these family members peace. All three of these young ladies are in your hands, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear brother Jamie and his wife, my sister India, their daughter China at one point in time was in bondage. It can be safely said that when this podcast started just over a year ago, at the first testimony regarding the salvation of someone in the the Parents of Prodigals podcast was my dear brother Jamie and sister India's daughter, China. China surrendered her life to Christ a while back. Her testimony was the first one on this podcast that we praise God for. But there's no way that the enemy is going to allow something like this to go unaddressed. There will always be a counterattack. Ground that is taken through prayer will be attempted to be regained by the forces of darkness. But we're going to pray for China right now. Her name is written in the Book of Life. Her eternity is secure. The enemy wants to compromise that. There is a counterattack taking place, but we're gonna counterattack that counterattack with prayer and supplication and petition and prayer warfare, touch and agree with me, for our dear sister China. Father, I thank you for godly parents who prayed for this young lady China. Bless these parents with perseverance, with strength, with peace, with encouragement, And we lift up China, Lord God, this young lady who surrendered her life to you. Father, we thank you for her salvation. We thank you for moving and working in her life, Father. You did the work. Now, Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around her. Put a battalion of angels, an army of angels, around this young lady. The forces of darkness are launching a counterattack, maybe to discourage her or to lure her away. We pray for her protection, Lord God. We pray that you encourage China. When the enemy tries to sow discouragement, counterattack it with encouragement, Holy Spirit. When the enemy tries to whisper into China's ear that this isn't working, it's not real, don't be a fanatic, don't go overboard. These are lies from the enemy. Lord God, continue to make China a dedicated, committed, devoted, and consecrated woman of God. Turn China into a Ruth, into a Mary, into an Esther, dedicated and consecrated to your service, living completely for you. Make her a prayer warrior. Give her a hunger and thirst for your word. As a deer pants for water, so we pant for the living God. Give her that thirst, Lord God to seek you tenaciously, unrelentingly, to seek you each and every day. Encourage her, strengthen her, help her to live a life worthy of the calling that you've called her to. We thank you that her name is written in the book of life. Edify China. Bless her life and use her for your honor and glory. Let China put you first and foremost ahead of everything and everyone, Lord God. We thank you for her deliverance. We thank you for her salvation, Lord. Bless China. Let your hand be upon her, remaining on her. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord God. Amen and amen. We wanna lift up in prayer, Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of my dear sister, Rose, and her husband, Frank. And we pray for Edgar every week. Edgar, again, is the adult son of my dear brother and sister. And Edgar knows the gospel. He knows his parents are saved. But like so many prodigals, maybe perhaps they put things of eternity into the background, thinking that they have plenty of time. Not yet. There's still time. That's a lie from the enemy. We need to rebuke it. Touch and agree with me for Edgar right now. Father, we just lift up Edgar right now, Lord. You know where he is. You know what he's doing. You know what he's involved in. First and foremost, Lord, we pray that you open Edgar's eyes to his own spiritual condition in the name of Jesus, that he see his need. He realizes his need for a Savior. Nothing else will do. There is no name under heaven by which we can be saved alternative beliefs and philosophies can't save so again lord we pray for edgar that you open up his eyes to his spiritual condition give him a distaste for whatever he's involved in a hatred for the lifestyle he's living give him a hunger and a thirst for the things of god speak to him maybe through a co-worker who's a christian lord maybe through a christian programming Give him a desire to come to church, any church, Lord God, that preaches your word, where you are glorified. Maybe it's sole purpose, or maybe it'll be a church in his area. But Lord, lead him to the foot of the cross, Holy Spirit. We bind the strong man that would work overtime in Edgar's life from receiving the gospel. We bind this power of the enemy in Edgar's life that would try to distract him we we'll try to discourage him. we we'll try to lead him away. Maybe someone will witness to him and the enemy will whisper, don't pay attention. We rebuke the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. We pray for Edgar's deliverance, whatever he's in bondage to, no matter what it is, Lord God. Break the chains, break the hold. Pull the strongholds down, Lord God. Expose the works of the enemy. Take captivity captive, Lord God. We lift Edgar up to you for his salvation. We thank you and we praise you. It's already happening right now. It'll happen in your own way and in your own time. It may happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Lord, let Edgar's name be written in the book of life. Let him get raptured. Deliver Edgar. Save Edgar. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to lift up four young people right now and these young people by the name of joseph jessica joshua and joel it's my understanding by the parent who submitted this request two of these young adults are sensitive to the things of god they're probably not saved but their hearts are softened to the things of god two others As described in the request, their hearts are completely hardened to the things of the Lord. Hardened or not, we need to pray for these four young people. Time is drawing to a close. This is not the time to be lax. Let's touch and agree for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Father, we just lift these four young adults up to you, Lord God. You see the condition of their hearts. Some of them may be more receptive than others. Others are just completely hostile. We lift them, all four, in prayer. You see, you know what it will take to break their stubborn self-will. The most important thing is their salvation, Lord God. And so we lift these four young people up to you, Father, for their salvation. We come against the powers of darkness that are blinding, binding, and holding. Joseph, Jessica, Joshua and Joel. These forces of darkness are holding back these young people from their receptivity to receive the gospel. We come up against these powers and these forces, and we rebuke them. We plead the blood of Christ over these four young people. We command the spirit of the power of the air to loose the hold on Joseph, Jessica, Joshua and Joel so that they will be free to accept you, Lord Jesus, as savior. The blood of christ over these four young people we pray for their deliverance from whatever is holding them in bondage right now we rebuke these forces right now we claim them by faith for you lord god do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives you know what it will take each one of them is an individual with their own frame of mind. Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives so that all four of them completely, uncompromisingly realize their need for you, Lord Jesus, and that they surrender their lives to you. Break break the stubborn self-will. Oh, Chalam Elohim. Idaba Shandala, Mahayam Elochalam, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Deliverance and salvation for these four young people, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you for the answer that we know is even now coming to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up a young man with the name of Rashan we prayed for him last week and the week before that we will continue to keep praying for Rashan Rashan was a christian and apparently he doesn't believe in god and he is addicted to social media turning to alternative philosophies we have received this request the relative request that we pray against the spirit of deception and against spiritual blindness that Rashan return to serve the living and true god and away from deception. Touch and agree with me for Rashan, for his restoration. Father, we thank you and we praise you for Rashan's family member who submitted this request out of love and concern for his eternal soul, which is at stake right now. The stakes are high. This is the fight to the death, spiritual death and physical. We pray for Rashan's family members who are praying for him that you give them the perseverance to continue to pray and be salt and light before Rashan. To be a testimony to him. We lift Rashan up in prayer, Lord. We pray against the forces, the spirit of deception, which is luring him away from the truth of the gospel. We pray against spiritual blindness, which is blinding him to the truth. The forces of darkness are luring him and turning him away to different things and tempting him to put the things of eternity and the things of God in the back burner of life. Lord, redirect him. His eternal soul's at stake. We pray for Rashan's deliverance. We pray for the breaking of chains. We pray for the pulling down of strongholds in Rashan's life. We pray for deliverance, Lord God. We go into the enemy's camp the same way Abraham went into the camp and rescued Lot. We break into the enemy's camp right now. And Rescue, we pray for a rescue and deliverance of Rashan from the enemy's hands and camp and bonds. Free him, Lord God, to serve you. Lord, reveal yourself to Rashan. You're real. Eternity is real. This is not a game. Open up Rashan's eyes. Restore him, Lord God. Rebuke the enemy that's trying to deceive him. Working overtime, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's exactly what the enemy wants to do with Rashan. We rebuke the forces of darkness. We rebuke the enemy's attempts to steal, to kill, and to destroy Rashan. And we plead the blood of Christ over Rashan right now. His deliverance and salvation. It's done. It's coming. It's already here. We thank you and praise you, Lord God. We're waiting for the praise report. It will come. We don't know when, we don't know how, but Roshan's in your hands, Lord God. We commit Roshan to your hands, Lord. In Jesus name, we thank you and we praise you for Rashaan's deliverance and salvation, amen and amen. We want to lift up a young man by the name of Matthew. And a while back, we received this request that one time Matthew was in jail. He was suicidal into the occult, and we need to pray for Matthew's deliverance. And we just want to lift Matthew up in prayer. Now, it's my understanding that there were some recent developments for Matthew, and the Lord is moving in Matthew's life, but we can be sure. You can be sure. We can all be sure that there will be always be a counterattack. I've said it last week, and I'll say it again. Ground that is gained through prayer and fasting will always be counterattacked by the enemy. He's not going to give up. The enemy wants to see Matthew in a Christless eternity. but We're going to touch and agree for Matthew right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift Matthew up right now. We thank you and we praise you for his family member who loves him and is concerned about his soul. That's the most important thing, Lord God. At one point, my father, Matthew was in jail, but there are greater prison bars than physical ones. There's a spiritual jail that denies freedom, which is only in you, Lord Jesus. We rebuke the spirit of suicide. Again, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. The enemy wants to see Matthew dead, Lord we rebuke the forces of darkness in Matthew's life. We rebuke that spirit of suicide. We rebuke the spirit of depression. We rebuke the spirit of oppression. We rebuke the spirit of possession. We plead the blood of Christ over Matthew right now. We pray for his deliverance from the strongholds of depression and whatever it is he's involved in. Deliverance and salvation. Lord God, we come against the powers of darkness, blinding and binding him that will keep him from receiving the gospel. Whatever it is, hardness of heart, apathy, whatever it is, Lord God, we rebuke. Soften Matthew's heart to receive the things of God. You are working. We receive the praise report that you are moving in Matthew's life. Continue to move, Lord God. We need to hold on to the ground that's been gained in Matthew's life. By faith. We lay claim to this already gained ground spiritually. Matthew's Lord, Matthew is yours, Lord God. We claim him for you. Continue to work. This is spiritual warfare, angels against demons. And we claim the victory on behalf of Matthew. Deliver Matthew and save him. Reveal yourself to him in a mighty, mighty, powerful way, Lord God. We tear down and smash every stronghold of deception that's keeping Matthew in the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. We thank you for Matthew's salvation, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're gonna lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who is tuning in right now. Johnny again is in bondage to alcoholism and other issues perhaps but the most important form of bondage is spiritual bondage we need to pray for johnny's deliverance and for his salvation johnny has a praying mother who is consecrated to the lord and she's praying for him but we're going to touch and agree with our dear, dear sister right now she's tuning in reach out through the airways extend your hand As i extend man we we touch and agree let's pray for johnny right now father we thank you and we praise you for a praying mother who loves her son and realizes the most important thing is the soul and the eternity of her son lord time is short the rapture could take place tonight we're going to lift johnny up in prayer lord god father do what needs to be done break johnny's stubborn self-will you see exactly where he is at this very minute lord god he could be in a friend's house he could be home he could be on the street wherever he is lord god touch his heart touch his mind break down any resistance any hostility any thoughts that there's plenty of time to accept you lord jesus We rebuke the forces of darkness. The enemy cannot have Johnny. We claim him for you, Lord Jesus. We plead your blood over Johnny's life. Do what needs to be done right now. Again, we tear down and smash every stronghold of deception, of addiction, of hardness of heart, of love of pleasure, whatever it is that's keeping Johnny away from you, Lord Jesus. Break it. Deliver him right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, reveal any strongholds that need to be broken down for Johnny. Let Johnny come into the kingdom of heaven. Deliver him from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus. We pray for Johnny's deliverance and salvation. Give him a desire to come to church. Bring somebody his way, who will witness to him. Let Johnny see his mom or his family members or anybody else who's a believer as salt and light. A city and a hill that cannot be hidden. Touch Johnny. Break Johnny. Deliver Johnny. Save Johnny. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. We touch, agree, and believe. It's done. In Jesus' name. Amen. We have a request right, we have a request right now for Curtis. We've prayed for Curtis before, and this re- prayer request came in from his mom in Texas. And Curtis has addiction issues. And Curtis, I understand, is a new father to a little child, a little girl, I believe. Now, Curtis has a Christian background, but he has doubts regarding the things of God. Now, the praise report that we got not that long ago was that Curtis entered treatment and that the Lord was working on Curtis. But again, as I've said before, ground that is gained will always be counterattacked by the enemy. He's not going to let this go unaddressed. So we're going to touch and agree for Curtis right now. Extend your hands if necessary but touch and agree as we pray for Curtis. Father, we thank you for this Texas mom, a woman of God who is praying for her son. Bless this mother, encourage her heart, encourage her heart, Lord God. You hear her prayers, you'll honor her prayers. You're answering her prayers for her son's deliverance and salvation. We lift up Curtis right now, Lord God. Heal. The mind, it doesn't need drugs. It needs you, Lord Jesus. The enemy is whispering in Curtis's ear. He needs to get high. It's the only way to deal with life. No, Lord God. You have come that we may have life and have it abundantly. Reveal this to Curtis. Reveal to Curtis that you came that he may have life and have it abundantly. Convict Curtis of his sin. You're working in his life, continue to work, Lord God, do what needs to, be z- needs to be done. He's in treatment right now, Lord God, I believe, and so work wherever he is right now. Give him the strength to maintain his sobriety, Holy Spirit strength, Holy Ghost strength. But The most important thing is the deliverance of his soul, the salvation of his soul. Lord, let your mercy and your grace overwhelm Curtis so that he can be saved. Let the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, convict Curtis so that he comes to a saving knowledge of Christ in the name of Jesus. Let Curtis come into the kingdom of heaven. Get him out of the kingdom of darkness. Bring him into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Deliver from addiction. Deliver from depression. Deliver in any area Curtis needs deliverance from. Pour out your spirit in his life right now, Lord God. We pray for Curtis. In the name of Jesus, on Curtis's behalf right now, deliver and save. Deliver and save In Jesus' name Amen Well we've come to the conclusion Of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast I want to thank you for tuning in If you've tuned in live I pray that you were blessed And if you're listening to the sound of my voice And you've downloaded this podcast at a later time Again, the Holy Spirit will work through a recorded podcast. There is nothing impossible for God. And there are no restraints on the Holy Spirit. He can move through a recorded podcast just as easily as He can move in a live program. We'll return next Thursday, October 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just we need to let you know that we just don't pray for these requests during the podcast. We pray for these requests during the week as well. So you don't have to wait for the Thursday podcast to submit your prayer request. Submit your prayer request to the Parents of Prodigals website. And we will pray for it during the week. Don't wait till Thursday. Time is drawing short. Don't wait another minute. Don't wait another week. Don't wait till next Thursday. Submit your request now. And we will lift it up before the throne of grace during the week. And then we will mention it again in our live podcast as we touch and agree with you. So again, submit your prayer request during the week. And we will lift it up in prayer. Until then, until next Thursday, October 19th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir admonishing you that if you are the parent of a prodigal son and daughter and you live in Colorado, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Massachusetts or Connecticut, Idaho or Georgia, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter or backslidden son and daughter, you live in maryland tennessee or texas ohio west virginia new jersey or montana if you are the parent or guardian of a backslidden and unsaved son and daughter and you want their name written in the book of life and their eternity secured as history draws to a close and the rapture being imminent and you are living in illinois louisiana new hampshire washington state indiana south carolina north carolina rhode island maybe you're the parent of a prodigal son and daughter who has never accepted christ or was backslidden and you're anxious for their eternity to be secured you want them to be raptured you want to see them delivered and saved and you live in michigan iowa new mexico kentucky arkansas Mississippi maybe you're the parent of an unsaved or prodigal son and daughter maybe they're backslidden you live in mexico or canada the united kingdom bosnia Herzegovina, the philippines india germany or new zealand or australia no matter where you are if you're in the next house the next street the next town the next city the next state across the country or overseas. If you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved or backslidden son and daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life, you want them to be raptured. You don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. You want them delivered from whatever is holding them in bondage, and you want them saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, October 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir saying, God bless you. Continue in prayer for your prodigal. It will come to pass. Their deliverance and salvation will come to pass. Good night, and God bless.